The Veterans Affairs Department was on track to start up its new electronic health record system in Spokane, Washington next month. The pandemic response may have delayed that, but the crucial work of systems configuration continues. And after taking a look at VA configuration decision-making, the Government Accountability Office had a recommendation. Here with more, GAO's Director of Healthcare Issues, Deborah Draper. Ms. Draper, good to have you on. Thanks for inviting me to be on today. So let's talk about, first of all, before coronavirus, what was the status of this effort? It looked like they were marching step by step toward kind of a, uh, a limited rollout. It's important to really understand some of the history why they're doing this. The current electronic health record is antiquated. It's older than 30 years. It's costly to maintain. So over the years, there's been so much customization that there's actually 130 versions of the electronic health record which means that it raises concerns about the validity and the standard, the consistency of the information collected. Plus, it doesn't really support the exchange of information with other providers, such as those with the Department of Defense and private providers. So what they did, they undertook, a, you know, in transitioning to the new system, there were design decisions that needed to be made. And so they established 18 electronic health record councils to help understand the clinical workflows and They address issues like the pharmacy, behavioral health, ambulatory care. And so for there, they they made uh, some initial configuration decisions, and then they used what they called national workshops, which brought in specialists and staff from VA and other parts of the system to really look at those design decisions with the aim of trying to standardize the processes. And then it went to a local workshops where they could validate uh, whether or not those processes would support local processes. And is it fair to say that when you say configuration, that they were basically using an off-the-shelf product known as a Cerner system? Right. So in in 2017, the the secretary of the VA at the time uh, made the announcement that they were going to use the same electronic health record that the Department of Defense was using, and that is Cerner. And then in May 2018, they signed a $10 billion contract with Cerner to implement the electronic health record over a 10-year period. So they are using then basically the commercial product configured for VA. That is to say they're not Yes, they're I mean, they're using a lot of the basic configuration decisions that DOD made and then, you know, working on that, how it best fits the VA environment. And there was about to be a test rollout, correct? Yes. They were supposed to roll out in Spokane, Washington in July 2020. And then with the, the coronavirus pandemic, they delayed that. And then, um, you know, subsequent to that, they were going to roll out in Seattle and American Lakes and Washington State. And so all those have been put on hold at this time until they, you know, really assess the impact of the pandemic. Sure. And so what was GAO looking at specifically this time around? So we looked at the, the process of the decision-making process with the HR councils, the national and local workshops. And we found that they had a pretty good decision process. The one thing that we did find, however, is that in some of the local markets, the local decision makers weren't always included in, or those who could provide input into the design decisions that were made weren't always included in the discussion at at the local workshops. And part of that was because the information that VA communicated as to who should attend was not always clear. So, you know, so we made a recommendation that they make sure that all 
relevant stakeholders would be included in the local workshops to help confirm those design decisions. And who are those stakeholders? Is it people that might be, say, just medical technicians? Would they be included because they have to enter blood pressure somewhere in a field? It could be a, it's a wide range of stakeholders, but most importantly, it's those who particularly, for example, for specialties like gastroenterologists or neurologists, that you make sure that if you're talking about those areas that you have that representation who can really help provide information and help validate whatever decisions have been made for those areas. We're speaking with Deborah Draper. She's Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And with all of these stakeholders and all of these configuration decisions, is it your understanding that VA still wants to have one version of this so that they don't get into the VISTA situation with 130 different versions and incompatibility. So if you know a patient or a healthcare provider goes from one place to the other, they would see a totally different interface. Absolutely. I mean, that's really critical. And that was one of the main drivers of why they're going to, you know, modernize their electronic health record. It's also critically important. I mean, you want to make sure that you're collecting standardized information across the board and, you know, it's comparable across the board, but it's also really important if you're communicating with other providers, such as the Department of Defense and, you know, private providers that you're actually providing, you know, standardized information. Sure. And uh, yes, if you're the upper GI guy, then you have to be in the lower left corner on all the screens, I guess, or something like that. But to what degree is the VA system, or do we know this, going to look like the DOD system in terms of the interface and the and the configuration that is available to the practitioners? I think that's the top of mind with VA as they're implementing uh, the Cerner system is that they've used the DOD system as they're implementing and The DOD system is still being implemented across the country. So they've implemented probably, you know, a number of facilities, but they're still, you know, implementation will go through 2023 for DOD. But that is the basis, you know, when they're making design decisions that don't comport with what DOD has done. I mean, there is a process where they're talking with DOD and they're trying to reach some mutual agreement as to what should be done. So it's really important and that they are really striving to to make sure that there's consistency. I guess the consistency maybe is more important in that the data elements are compatible perhaps than that the interface or the user interface necessarily has to match. Both are probably important. The data elements are really critical uh, that you have consistency, like I said, consistent information being collected. All right. So your main recommendation this time around for VA then was what? was to make sure that all local stakeholders are appropriately included in any design decisions. And that's particularly related to like the local workshops that they help confirm some of the data design decisions. I guess the worst thing that could happen is when you deploy the new system, that it is a big surprise to a lot of people that have to use it. Well, you know, a big part of this implementation is training. And, you know, that's a big piece. So people need to be trained appropriately on the system and to be able to use it effectively. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we have a little concern about is that depending on how long this delay goes for, you know, training, they may have to relook at training and, you know, provide some, you know, go back and provide some additional training. You know, if months have passed, that's something they're going to need to take a look at. And did VA generally agree with this recommendation? I mean, you've only made one, so that's a, that's yeah, a good thing did. from and GAO. They did agree with it, and they told us that they planned to implement it in, in December. It'll be fully implemented by December 2020. Deborah Draper is Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. We'll post this interview along with a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zell. 
Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.